for your air candy with K&K. The music never sleeps. Get ready for your sugar high with coffee and candy. candy, candy. Yes, yes, yes. Cisco Kennedy, JC in the studio. Coffee and candy. And this is Air Candy. A lot of exciting things to talk about today. The year is almost over, but we still got a few shows coming up. Oh, yeah. Speaking of shows, JC, we, well, you recently had a show to represent Coffee and Candy. Uh, well, tell me co- about it. Coffee and Candy had a show. That's right. I represented the entity. Um, in any event, glad to be back. We took a few weeks off a podcast. Uh, glad we're back here with another episode of Air Candy. Thanks for hosting Mondo. Always. Um, this past weekend, September 30th, uh, there's a restaurant in downtown Providence called The George, located at 121 Washington Street. It just celebrated its third year anniversary. And in tradition, with the restaurant's anniversary celebrations, uh, we had another block party, which was a great event. And that's the show that you're referring to. Yeah. Tell you- me a little bit about how it went. Yeah, I mean, listen, it was a great event overall. The downside is the weather, right? When you do an outdoor event and you've got contracted production lights and sound and you've contracted with DJs and bartenders and liquor vendors, et cetera, et cetera, the event has to go on, rain or shine. And it has been a pretty shitty 2023 spring, summer, fall for purposes of weekend weather a lot of djs have complained about that all throughout the summer and the bottom line is rain was in the forecast it rained last friday it rained uh, and, and it rained a little bit on sunday uh, saturday night i should say right into the block party thankfully uh the weather cleared in time for the peak hours but overall it was a great event it was a typical coffee and candy production in the sense that uh, we contracted out with a production company uh, this time we used a new company called for life entertainment And I want to give a shout out to Spencer Lavoie for stepping up quickly and on short notice and for him and his team putting on a great production. Uh, Spencer's been in the business for a long time and he gave us great LED wall, tremendous sound, staging, lights. Everybody was really happy. So so shout out to Spencer Lavoie for Life Entertainment and his team. In terms of the actual... uh, DJ entertainment, uh, we, we changed up the lineup this time. You know, we've built a nice network of local DJs that we've worked with in the past, but this time I thought we'd change it up a little bit. We brought back some old faces. Uh, DJ O'Sheen came. I brought in Jason Saint, who we haven't played with in, in a good, I don't know, 18 months. It was great to bring him in. And in terms of new faces, we brought back, you know, Rhode Island's favorite DJ Davey D, who came down from New York. And we brought in our new friend, also from New York, uh, Justin, a.k.a. JM. And everybody had a great time. It was great. Sweet. I heard a lot of good things about it. I was seeing a couple of clips and videos online. It looked like a blast. Well, we had the Coffee and Candy film crew on location. I know that they got great still images and video footage of all the DJ sets. And as a courtesy to those that came out to support the event, namely the DJs, we're going to provide them with that so they can, you know, help push their own individual brands. But it was, again, another event that involved a lot of collaboration with other artists. And you know that I like that. I am always advocating for getting other people involved. You know, frankly, Coffee and Candy could have handled all the entertainment ourselves, but I don't want to do that. I want to bring in other people because all of the different DJs have different styles. I mean, you know, 
JM was very mainstream. He did a great job. Davey D likes to bring hip hop and reggae flavors into big room sounds and sets. And David did a great job. O'Sheen always has this undertone of this like funk and new disco sound. He did it his way. Uh, Jason Saint has sort of that dark, uh, deep house, melodic techno sound. Mm -hmm. Amazing to listen to him uh, as a fan. And then Coffee and Candy brought it like we typically do. I mean, you know, we built a set, I think 60 minute set. I played 47 tracks and it was uh, full of commercial favorites. Um, you know, not to tap myself, pat myself on the back, but I felt like I owned the crowd. As soon as I got up there and dropped our intro and a couple of major tracks, everybody that was at the intersection of Matthewson and Washington came to the stage. You know, there were like 600 people there. It was great. You need to go on that stage with the mindset of owning the crowd. That is how a winner wins. Without a doubt. Now, as an artist, I really like to appreciate the way other DJs approach the set. Okay. You know, like I talked about Davey's approach, O'Sheen's approach, Jason Saint's approach. And it's interesting because depending upon what the DJ was doing up there, mm -hmm. the crowd changed. Sometimes the crowd thinned out. Sometimes the crowd swelled. Sometimes people were dancing. Other times they were just watching. So it was really interesting to see how people reacted to the different types of music. JM played an early set, so the crowd wasn't what it should have been, but he did a great job. Uh, after JM, uh, I think O'Sheen came after uh, JM. And O'Sheen's he's a trickster. I mean, let's face it. He grew up and learned on the turntables. He's been a turntablist at heart for many, many years. And, and he delivered a, an incredible performance. He got everyone's attention. And then David went on. And then David brought in the hip hop, some Latin sounds. He played a couple of Brazilian tracks that that uh, folks recognized, uh, some reggae stuff. True to himself, Diplo. and it was his first time playing on the CDJs. By the way, yeah. he did a great job. And then when I went up and played, knowing how our sets are built, these were all commercial sing along tracks, flips of hip hop, flips of rock songs, big EDM tracks, you know, Tiesto classics. And everything mixed in. And our sets are built for a very diverse crowd. And there's always something in it for everyone. And that was the exactly the crowd reaction that I had looked for. At one point, there was a group of college kids that like jumped up on the stage next to me. They needed to get taken down. Or they were going to knock over the table with the, <laughs> with the CDJs. In some of the footage that I had seen, and maybe a coincidence, but I seen some of the same faces that were in last year's block parties, like footage as well. And I thought that that was great because I said, huh, these people either heard about it, came back again, or maybe they're just organic fans of what it is that we do. Well, listen, the, the George has developed a reputation locally of putting on these fall block parties. Yeah. So I know people look forward to them. Mm -hmm. All of the DJs there, including ourselves, have their own you know, fan base of folks that are reading up on the performances and when and where, and they're just showing up and supporting. It was great. And hats off to some of the DJs who didn't play this time, who have played in the past, that still came out to support, a.k.a. Kevin Lapine, DJ Dupe. I mean, he came out to support us, even though he wasn't on the lineup. And uh, that was great to feel that love and support from other folks in the community who weren't just there to perform or to collect a paycheck, but were there 
to sort of support the cause. And that, that goes a long way with us in terms of how I view uh, our colleagues in this industry. Yeah, I think a lot of DJs would like to go out and support their fellow DJs a lot more if they weren't doing other gigs themselves on those same nights. I know I'm super guilty of that. A lot of people say, hey, I'm playing at this venue at this night. And I'm like, I would love to come. Thank you for the invite. But I'm also DJing. And it, it can be a little overwhelming to have to always uh, like disappoint people that have been looking forward to me coming out to see them because they always come out and see me. Well, speaking of your attendance or lack thereof, uh, <laughs> there were many inquiries. Some folks wanted to know if Mondo had resigned from Coffee and Candy. Sure. Others wanted <laughs> to know if he had been involuntarily terminated. <laughs> And then some people asked if Mondo really existed. Like they were wondering if I was using some AI software to create a second personality for purposes of the podcast. So I assured everyone Mondo is truly in existence. Mondo is an equally important component to Coffee and Candy who participated in all of the planning stages necessary to make that a successful event. But Mondo, just like JC, has a day job, except Mondo's day job is entertainer slash celebrity wedding DJ and it's the height of wedding season so therefore I handle the live performance uh, solo but I will 100% be at the next one at the end of this month in October what's the date is it October 28th no it's uh, yes it is it's Saturday night October 28th again yep. it'll be on Matthewson and Washington Street so 121 Washington Street uh, social media and digital marketing posts to follow mm -hmm. we're going to invite back some of the DJs from last time I don't know if we'll use the same lineup I'm thinking about that or if we want to change it up a little bit sure um, coffee and candy will close out the outdoor portion so I'm envisioning that we will play a 75-minute set from 10.30 p.m. to 11.45 p.m. And then the party will go indoors into the Hyde Speakeasy, where I was actually thinking this time we might have Davey D start up. Uh, I had Jason Saint start up downstairs uh, last time. He did a great job. He had everything rocking before the people showed up. So I might bring him back uh, Davey D to do the indoor set, or I might use Jason Saint to do the indoor set. All of that's in flux. I got to check on the DJ's availability, mm -hmm. uh, who's willing, because the weather will be a bit different. It'll be a bit chillier at the end of the month than it was uh, last weekend. Uh, but but Coffee and Candy will headline the outdoor portion of that event. And I'm proud to say that, because let's face it, we just hit more than 1,000 followers on Instagram, which means slowly but surely, we are climbing out from the the abyss my friend yeah this has been in uh, like an organic uh journey that we have been trying to stay true to We're not trying to buy any followers any of that jazz that's out there and available to people on social media we've just been putting in time effort work and content 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 and it's nice to see some of that pay off so yeah beautiful thing listen and i want to give a, a big shout out to cody and his team they are doing tremendous work for us. Yeah. In terms of uh, digital content, still images, video, online clips, posts. I could not be happier with Cody and his team. Yeah. Sometimes I wake up and I see that there's a new post from Coffee and Candy. And I'm like, wait, I didn't, I didn't post anything. But then I forget we had this great team that is working behind the scenes to keep things going around the clock. So, yes, shout out to Cody and the team. And, you know... 
It's so funny when you say the word team because, you know, when I promote the law practice, I tell everyone that uh, the firm takes a team-based approach to each and every case. Two lawyers, one paralegal, sometimes an investigator, collaborative effort to achieve maximum results for all the clients. And I think back to the music thing and when I first had a dream about coffee and candy, which, by the way, I do want to talk about something publicly in a moment. When I had this dream about coffee and candy and we collaborated, you did say to me, hey, these are big dreams, my friend. We're going to need a team. And little by little, we've been adding to that team. As every year goes by, we seem to have another, another member. We've got the graphic design. We've got the video. We've got the photographer. We've got the video editor. We have us in the studio and doing the performances. And it just continues to get bigger and bigger. It's sort of a snowball effect. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm pumped about it. Yeah, yeah. It's a natural growth. But it's great. coffee and candy has hit a stumbling block that we haven't discussed yet. And I'll share it with you. Anyone who knows us knows that coffee and candy is K-O-F-F-E-E plus candy, K-A-N-D-E-E. And when we started this, we hired a very reputable law firm to make the necessary applications with the U.S. Trademarks and Patent Office so that we could lock down coffee and candy for our future. Our application is pending, but it's going through some difficult scrutiny right now because there is somebody somewhere in the country since the 90s who's been using the word coffee, K-O-F-F-E-E, to promote their brand. And there's some other person from the early 2000s who's been promoting their brand spelled C-A-N-D-E-E, spelled different, same phonetic pronunciation. And we're, we're encountering resistance from the United States government in terms of being able to coin, patent, and trademark coffee and candy as we represent it. So I had a meeting with the lawyers today, and we're taking that to the next level, hoping to get over the necessary hurdles to achieve the trademark and copyright um, endorsement and rights that, that we're ultimately after. Interesting. I didn't know about any of this. Yep. This has yeah. uh, been going uh, on. These uh, these other two entities, are they also DJs, no. electronic music? No, they do other things. Should be absolutely fine then. It should, but the way the laws are is that the average consumer could confuse the two, and that becomes a problem. So while you're working in the studio, behind the scenes, coming <laughs> up with great ideas on Halloween mixes... <laughs> I'm behind the scenes wrestling with the attorneys as to how to set the United States government straight on coffee and candy. It's well, a, it's a, this music business is a constant I was, fucking struggle. I was just going to say, <laughs> welcome to the music business. Oh, my God. You are officially on the map now. It's that's, crazy. That's what it is. Man. Once you're on the map, once you're exposed, everything comes out of the woodwork. Oh. <laughs> and we're still local. We're still local. Yeah. I mean, think about what happened to John Summit and how he learned that the name of his independent record label infringed on the copyright or trademark of another record label. And they took him to court and they wanted to sue him over it. And, and, and here's some little guy that got nowhere basically coming after John Summit, who has climbed to the summit yeah. in a very short period of time, by the way, in this electronic music industry, who had to entertain some sort of private settlement agreement to stop using that name. It's wild. Yeah. When you have success and people see that, they just want to tear you down. They love to see you rise. And then when you're at the top, they love to tear you down. 
Not everybody's like that, but there are many people that way. It's the same thing in my profession. Yeah. There are lawyers in the community that hate on those lawyers that have been successful either with case results or, you know, financial success. It's, it's everywhere, I'm sure. Yeah. So getting back to, I'm like, the recent uh, like performance at the block party. Yep. Just like I had asked you at the last one. Now that it, it happened... Is there anything that you learned from this one going forward, just overall as a performer, as a DJ, that you are already putting into place your mind of how you're going to now make those changes for the next one? If you can speak on that. Is there growth? There's always growth. No matter what we do in life, no matter where we do it, there's always going to be growth. We worked with a new uh, sound lighting production company this time around. They had a different style than the company that we've worked with in the past. Sure. And each of these companies each had their own individual pros and cons, and I liked them both. Um, But weather was a factor. And one uh, thing we can't. Because we knew that rain was in the forecast, instead of looking at the forecast and saying, oh, the rain's going to pass, the rain's going to pass, the rain's going to pass, that cut into the playtime by 90 minutes because drizzle was coming down and we weren't going to expose, you know, you know, $15,000 worth of DJ equipment to rain. So so that just cut into the playtime. Now, they were able to provide backup music from another source, but it wasn't the DJ lineup that we had hoped for. So everybody shifted to the right by, say, 30 minutes. Gotcha. Um, but we should have just said, hey, rain's in the forecast. We're not going to chance it. You know, let's have a tent up over the DJ, um, the DJ staging. So yeah. next time, we're going to have that. I don't give a fuck if it's hot and sunny. We're going to have it just to have it in case something does go wrong. Because if the skies open up at a moment's notice, the equipment's going to get ruined. You're not going to have time to adjust. And I don't feel as though this time around we really planned for that contingency. Instead, we were just wargaming what the weather might be like. I didn't like that particular approach. So we're going to get better at that next time. Everyone has took a hit all year. Venues, restaurants nightlife even in my wedding business sure people had to make great sacrifices at the last the last hour sure because of weather now listen the george planned for the contingency and we had a tent for the guests but the dj flat well production lighting company didn't plan for it and they didn't have it so it was the the, the staging that got wet and that delayed the performances had the coverage been made available from the moment of setup we wouldn't have gone through this but i learned from that and i told uh, Spencer, hey, we're back here on October 28th. Uh, 28th. Make sure that the stage is covered. I don't care what the weather forecast is. And he understood. Good idea. So that was a, a learning point. Just like in the past, we had some electrical issues. Because when you start having these huge speakers and all the DJ equipment, the LED lights, the backup lights running, drawing a lot of juice. Yeah. So, you know, when Spencer said, hey, what about electricity? Having previously learned from from past experiences, I said, hey, bring generators. So everything was smooth with the generators. Sweet. Um, another little issue that we sort of ran into, and I don't mind speaking openly about this, this mainly came up with DJ Davey D, was how are the DJs going to play? Now, when we play, you and I go out, we go out with CDJs, just like the pros, whether it's nightclub or festival event, and we are not laptop DJs. I want to emphasize, we are not laptop DJs. David is accustomed to doing the laptop thing, and he's accustomed to using Serato, whereas we're playing out of record box. Now, the other DJs in the lineup, Oshin has been um, recently became, you know, what's the word? 
Versatile? Versatile with uh, Rekordbox. JM was plug-and-play Rekordbox. Jason Saint was plug-and-play Rekordbox. But David made a point. We had dinner, and he said, look, when you do these events, I want you to just think about being open-minded to allowing folks to use uh, use the laptop because some folks are really accustomed to it, and jumping on the CDJs is like a really new experience. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, I heard where he's coming from, and if he wants to experiment with that next time, we can talk about that. I said that to him. But the problem becomes when you're doing the transition, when you're going from DJ to DJ without a clear break in the action mm-hmm. it's not always as simple as it sounds well i do have an answer and, for that and then we have an, we need an additional plug-in yeah. right for power we need the laptop stand yeah i i know which answer you're going to give you're going to say that you can designate certain channels to the folks that are using thumb drive yeah, there's, there's four channels two for the laptop guy two for the sticks yeah you make a great point that's but it. it it's an added layer it's an added layer of a logistical problem when you have listen if the laptop guy's opening, no problem. But if you're fitting him in the middle of other folks where they're going to be expected to be able to transition within, you know, you're lucky to have a two-minute transition point when you're stepping in from another DJ who's ending his set. It's a bit of a challenge yeah. setting up the stand, powering up the laptop, making sure it all works. I personally feel that's an additional logistical hurdle that I don't want to deal with. There's already enough fucking headaches running these events. Yeah. I want to make sure the fucking thumb drives work in and out. And by the way, if you're playing for 60 minutes and you need 5,000 songs, that's a problem because you're going to drown trying to find the music. Good point. Classic Serato face. What's next? <laughs> Not old JC and K and K. Those fucking tracks were numbered. Well, I knew what I hold was on, playing. hold on. I gotta now. I gotta hit you with that. Classic Serato face. The way they fix that is with a software on a laptop program called crate hackers so oh, let, now you're let's pl- not give them no look, let's not give them fucking credit because all they do is they're actually throwing you deeper into the laptop game i believe it i saw that goddamn post on instagram and i'm thinking to myself are you fucking nuts if you got a 60 minute set you goddamn well better know what you're playing before you get up there or you're going to disappoint the crowd that's a fucking truth or you're going to be stuck in a loop trying to figure out the next track yeah not old k and k baby <laughs> I love to debate about this because everybody's used to doing shit one way. And uh, when you're doing a festival style event and everybody's got 60 minutes, there's only one way to two fucking do it. And it's to get your shit together before you show up. But if Davey D wants to try the laptop thing, we can war game it in the studio before we get, you know, on stage. But I'm going to advocate hard to get him to stick with the record yeah. box. And he's going to practice on his controller. So, listen, the kid fucking rocked it. He went up there all nervous, not sure he could make it happen. He rocked it like it was old times. Good, good. I'm he happy did. I was so I happy. had all the faith in the world. I didn't Me doubt too. him for one second. I was so happy to see him up there. I really was. We we, we, we uh, ran away for a little bit and got dinner in the middle of the show. I just enjoyed spending time with him. And I'm so fucking pumped he's coming back for Halloween. Sweet, sweet. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to to ending the year with the last block party being involved. so And it looks like we have a couple more shows coming up at the rooftop. We're going to perform uh, this Saturday at the rooftop. I, I suspect the set time will be, you know, 10 to 1, 9 to 2, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to perform there again on October the 14th. I'll be there with you. That's right. Yeah. We do not have an engagement to play at Leali this month as of yet. But if we do commit to one of those you know, we'll we'll put that out on the socials. Always, always. All right. Well, 
without further ado, let's get to the mix. Let's do it. Get ready for your sugar high with coffee and candy. it up. Push to start up. 
Johnny, 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. 
just feels tight
I'ma need a money bag if I sleep overnight. Wait, 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 wait. Girls pop pills, but I'm the one they can't take. Hot girls, I'ma make some shake. But I know the stiff girls can't relate. Just a shot like a free throw. Just know this kitty and free throw. My BB is a Miko. Girl, your BB is a zero. My back shot sound like bongo. I ain't scared to admit I'm a freak. At least I'm getting my money. Y'all be broke. Took more turns to the keyhole. 
It's coffee and candy, bitch.